Closeout night in the NBA. The Warriors take care of the Nuggets. Goodbye to Denver. Their season is over. The Bucks take care of the Bulls. Goodbye to Chicago. Their season is over. Plus, second round previews can start with Bucks Celtics. We'll talk about it all today on Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, y'all? And happy Thursday. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On NBA podcast, where we break down the latest and greatest from around the NBA, especially as the playoffs march on. I'm Tony East, the host of Locked On Pacers, here to talk about teams that are still alive, unlike the Pacers that I cover two nights in a row for me, filling in. Today, I'm filling in for Nick Angstad, and as you know, usually on Thursdays, he's here with me. Pat is here from Locked On Bulls. Unfortunately, he has to do his Locked On Bulls show and this, the <laughs> night, the last night the Bulls play this season. Pat, you hanging in there? Uh, it's it was fun this year. It's a lot more fun talking about your team getting eliminated in the playoffs than talking about them winning 22 games. <laughs> it, it, it sounds dumb too, but just getting one win against the defending champs in the postseason is like, yeah, that's cool. You know, it felt good. It felt good. It was an enjoyable night. Yeah, that was a Tuesday. on the road. Yeah, not not <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, bowl season came to an end. We'll talk about that in the second segment today. Look, no Levine, no Caruso. They did not stand much of a chance, unfortunately, in their Game 5 endeavors in Milwaukee. The Warriors close out the Nuggets. We'll start there, and then we'll close second-round preview time Celtics-Bucks. That's going to be a crazy series for a conference semifinal series. The Warriors get it done tonight. The first team in the West to move on uh, from their series, the only team to win in five. All the rest are going to six. And it was a pretty interesting game because – at the beginning of this game, the, Steph Curry moves back into the starting five after coming off the bench the first four games. And the death lineup looked awesome, scoring like 23 points in the first five and a half minutes. I thought the Warriors were going to coast, and the Nuggets just wouldn't go away. They figured stuff out too late in the series, but they made it happen for a while. Do you ever think the Nuggets, Pat, were going were gonna to pull this one out? I thought they had a shot for a while to get this win. This one this one felt good coming down the stretch. I'm not going to lie to you. You you watched the Nuggets, and the Nuggets actually had a lead with, what, a minute and eh, maybe two minutes left on the clock somewhere in there. Um, and, and it looked like they were doing things the right way to kind of play defensively against the Warriors. But then at the end of the day, Stephen Curry's going to Stephen Curry. And when you got Aaron Gordon trying to stick him one-on-one, -on -one, he's getting caught on screens coming across. You already know how that's going to go. It, it, it didn't feel like they really had that guy. It felt like the one time in the season for me where I was like, man, they could really use Jamal Murray right there. Like just, just nobody really able to stick in front of Steph. Clay was open in the corner. It, it, it just got away from a little bit late. But credit to Denver, to me, for making it a series right, for coming back in, for fighting their way back into this thing. Down 3-0, you get the win. You could have gotten this win here. And going into Golden State and playing the way they did tonight with Jokic sustaining a little bit of an injury that he ended up playing through, but, but definitely you could tell was visibly there. I got to give credit to Denver for fighting hard in this uh, 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 game, game four and game five, and give credit to the Warriors for moving on. Man, you gotta, you gotta love. It feels like there's that championship vibe around this team, don't you think? I agree a hundred percent. Draymond clicking in the playoffs as he usually does usually makes them feel like such a threat. And he had three, which is dumb, but he never hits threes in a game. Every game, I, I think I saw this from on on Twitter from Brady Clopper. And I think there's sixteen and one. In games, he hits a three, which is just a ridiculous thing. <laughs> just one three. Just one three. And he made one in this game. And and the reason I kind of feel like they have the championship vibe a little bit more, too, is 
Clay's three was off tonight, but he still looked really good. He was moving really well, driving to the basket, yes. still found a way to be effective. He had 15 points despite only going one for six from deep. So all the guys, the key guys at least, from when they were really threatening are great, and then they have Poole in the mix now. He wasn't that good in this game, but still still valuable, and they can stick Gary Payton in as one of those guys in the death lineup now with Iguodala not playing. Like They have the pieces to be the threatening warriors that we all know and love, and Gary Payton was awesome. Awesome yeah. down the stretch of this game. Like, he hit two huge threes to swing the tide for Golden State. Like, to have those threats off the bench. They didn't even have that when they when they were running through the NBA as a buzzsaw team. They had, like, Livingston off the bench, and that, that was kind of it. You know, their bench was kind of weaker, but I guess Iguodala, too. So, to have these kind of guys, they, they look really threatening, and there's a reason they were the first team to, to close out someone in the first round. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see how deep they can go. By the way, Otto Porter playing 24 minutes tonight. Not great production, but it just annoys me as a Bulls fan that Otto Porter's <laughs> playing 24 minutes in 65 games this season. Yes, I did look it up. Don't worry about it. But uh no, like I I loved what we saw from Gary Payton in this game. And really, you think about it, how deep this Warriors team can go. You're talking about Draymond, Jordan Poole, Wiggins, Curry, Thompson, Payton. You're getting good minutes out of Porter and Looney as well. And so, like, the fact that they're not only championship-tested, championship-battle-tested, have have come out on the winning side of that multiple times. Oh, by the way, three of the pieces that were on that team still on this team right now. You're also adding in Wiggins into that, who's going to give you that good production. You're also adding in Gary Payton, who Gary Payton really in this series hasn't done a ton for you, but... Today, like you said, there was a couple plays where I was like, oh, well, he's, he just messed that play up. He's got to catch that cleanly. He picks it up, pulls it, pulls that mug for the three ball, cash money. Shout out to Gary Payton Jr. out here with Pops in the building. He had to show out a little bit with Pops sitting on the sidelines, man. But it, it just feels like, right, they still have that championship core, and they've added these pieces around it, like, like you said, to your credit, like that bench piece that – or that, that sustained bench that is going to help them where – Steph Curry and I played 37 minutes. Clay, 39. Draymond, 36. Everybody else played 20-plus minutes. They really got in there. And then I think uh, uh, Kaminga got five minutes in that situation. That's a game-changing pace, especially when you're starting off the season or where you're starting off the playoffs and you're trying to get through these first round, this second round, because you know that Western Conference Finals is going to be ridiculously tough this season. Yeah, I would pick them against whoever they get in the next round, Minnesota or Memphis. And yeah. Because of the depth that they have, you know, they won't need to rely on their stars. All yeah, I know man. They, they both look kind of good. A but, I'm a jaw guy. I'm a jaw guy. I don't know. <laughs> but that'll that'll be a great series, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a fun. You know, one team's got all the playoff experience in the world, and the other has almost none. Uh, yeah. If it is Memphis, I guess Minnesota doesn't have any either. I, we gotta eulogize Denver in the end of their season here because they deserve it. Look, they lost four one, and that's not a good end on paper to a series. They played really damn well the last three games of the series. And in this game yeah. specifically, Jokic was amazing. 30-19-8 is a, just like a joke of a stat line. Like, how, how does someone do that in a playoff game on a bad hamstring? He couldn't come in in the fourth for, I don't I don't know how long. I've just been making up two or three minutes of clock of game time because he was on the bike because he yeah. needed to get his hamstring ready to play. And so the Nuggets... Fortunately for them in this game, Boogie was awesome. This was the best game DeMarcus Cousins played in the playoffs by a mile. He had 19 points in 15 minutes, so they didn't need him to come in, but they would obviously have preferred that because you know during the last couple minutes right before he came in, their lead went from you know five, I think six 
uh, five-ish, and then the Warriors got ahead. Jokic came back in, and, and you mentioned it earlier, got the Nuggets back in front. But had they not blown that lead right before he came in, if he was in the game, this outcome could have swung differently. So that hamstring injury for Jokic was killer, especially because, you said it already, no Murray, no Michael no Michael Porter. Like, they just yeah. – they need someone else to be a dude, and they did not have it in this game. Their guards, especially ones that came off the bench. Bones Highland missed all his shots. Austin Rivers missed his only shot before he himself got hurt. Brent Forbes missed both of his shots. Campazzo didn't even take a shot, right? Like, that is no backup guard production. And normally their backup guards are Monte Morris. And, you know, he is starting now. And and Will Barton sometimes starts, sometimes doesn't for them in the past. But they just needed Jokic to do everything. And he did. They were ahead in this game. But his injury just totally it, – it's so fitting that the Nuggets season ends this way. A slight injury to another star – just totally derails their season on a night that they got it from some bench guys. Yeah, it, it, it it's tough, right? Because, like, when you're going to war with Will Barton as your next best player on that team, probably, I mean, Aaron Gordon kind of too, right? But Aaron Gordon just didn't give you that rough production series. in the in the first rough quarter. Series. Huh? Rough series for Aaron Gordon. R- rough, ser- rough series. Listen, anybody that's, that's talking trash to Draymond Green, first off, relax, dog. You're not that guy, as they say on TikTok out here. Like <laughs> – but but Aaron Gordon actually got himself going a little bit in this game. He had, I believe, 12 going uh, leaving the first quarter. He finished the game with 15. So when your next guys just aren't able to give you that continuous level of production, yeah, they can give you a quarter here and there. They can get you to kind of that, hey, let's go here. I, I can be that role. Piece. But I need you to give me that for the entire game. That's where you miss Michael Porter. That's where you miss Jamal Murray the most in those situations. And so, and it's something they've played with all season and they've gotten to the playoffs with it. But when you're going up against competition like the Golden State Warriors, you're not going to get through it that easy, whether you're playing at an MVP level or not, which Jokic absolutely was but even MVPs need a little bit of help we'll have plenty of time to talk about the Warriors as they move on Steph masterclass in the fourth quarter 11 points down the stretch he was killer Gary Payton had 10 in the fourth himself but the Nuggets I think you know to close out on them they'll be much better next year right Porter back Murray back Jokic rounded into health yeah (laughs) yeah yeah assuming knock on wood I got the desk here they should be much better next year, and I look forward to seeing what they – I mean, they, they clearly got something that works there. They just need to have a healthy season, which has not happened for them in so long. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the Warriors next round, too. You have any other stray thoughts on this game? Nah, man, I think I think we covered it pretty well. I mean, I, I fear the team that has to run in front of the buzzsaw that is the Warriors. Hopefully, uh, John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies will be able to withstand it, but – how That'll the Warriors fun. are playing right now, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, John knocked the Warriors out last year in that playing game. He's done it before. Maybe he'll be able to do it again over a full series. Who knows? Let's see, man. Let's see. Let's get to let's get to your Bulls. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll let you lead all the talk about sh- the Chicago Bulls here. Bulls, Bucks, Bucks eliminate the Bulls. Let's talk about it. But before we do that, let's talk about the great people over from betonline.net, your number one source. For all your sports betting needs and sports info, you can get it all at betonline.net where they have the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the playoffs that we are talking about and start of the Major League Baseball season is over there. BetOnline is your continued source for all that sports wagering info from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. They got playoff lines up for tomorrow's games already. Jazz favored by one against Dallas in a key game six. A lot of key game sixes tomorrow. Philly favored on the road despite losing two in a row and Memphis Favored to close out that series. You got to bet on your guy, Jaw, to close that one out in game six in Minnesota. That's going to be a fascinating game. And they got even more than that. 
over at betonline.net. Head over to that website today or use your mobile device. Sign up and learn more about the trends in the action at betonline. Betonline.net is where the game starts. Thank you, everybody, for making Locked On NBA your first listen today and every single day for your second listen. This is an easy one. Locked On Bulls. Hear about their game against the Bucks in great detail, the end of their season, where they're headed, with big stuff coming up for them potentially this offseason after a very good season to build off of in a new era in Chicago. And we'll just jump right to that game here on Lockdown NBA. Bucks, Bulls, Bucks move on to the second round, 116-100, the final score there. And look, I will let you talk about the Bulls uh, all you want in a moment, but I just want to talk about Giannis for a second, if that's okay. Uh, this is Giannis. Me too. This is Giannis' yeah, yeah. stat line. 23 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's Giannis' halftime stat line. 23, 6, and 2 at the half, plus 21 at the break. He took over in the first half of this game. It was done. It was done at halftime. Yeah, uh, 100%. They, they, Giannis came into this game saying, don't give them any hope. By the way, he didn't. Uh, he was unstoppable. I love P. Will. I've said on this platform and on Locked On Bulls that I think Patrick Williams will become one of the NBA's best defenders heading into next season. He ain't there right now, though, brother. He like, like He's in the right spots. He's got the right positioning. And then you see Giannis just go through him to the rim. But that's not the scary part about Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's the additions he's made to this, his game, which make this team so scary. Giannis was knocking down the mid-range jump shot over Vooch. Giannis was getting the little, let me step right. Nope, Euro left. Let me get finished with the lay on the left side. What is that? He's 6'10". You shouldn't be moving that well, brother. Like, so it, it, it's, I, I'll tell you this, man. Kevin Durant's probably on most people's best player in the NBA to this point still. But with the fact that Giannis has added that mid-range, has added so many different moves, we just got beat by not only the NBA champions, but the best player in the NBA, in my opinion. Yeah, I've been a Durant guy forever in that argument, but <laughs> I mean, it. Giannis beat Durant last year, and then Katie just got swept, and Giannis is... is dominating other teams like it's it's getting very hard for me to to remain on my Kevin Durant is the best player in the league like the results don't lie at some point so I um, I mean he's he's still pretty freaking good like he is the Celtics deserve so much credit we'll talk about them next segment for how they defended him and and that will be something that that will matter in the next round so before we get too much Bucks talk here or Bulls eulogizing this game, unfortunately, is kind of marred for me by injuries because no Zach Levine in health and safety protocols, no Alex Caruso, the concussion he suffered in game form, and he could not play in this game. And that kind of tells the story of the way this game went for the Bulls because, you know, Levine didn't allow the Bucks to load up as much on DeRozan all season long. But this game, it, it was nuts. Like, whoever was guarding DeMar was face guarding him the whole game. And then Brooke Lopez, like, every possession would just come out of the corner and say, I don't care about Nikola Vucevic. I'm not guarding him at all. I'm putting yeah. two on the body of DeMar DeRozan, and it made it impossible for him to do anything productive. He didn't have, like, a bad game. He was, he was distributing well, but he only shot 10 times and had 11 points because they just shut him down. They said, we're going to make other guys beat us. And for a while, they were hanging in. Kobe White was hitting some threes. Vooch was playing okay offensively. You know, Patrick Williams. Did he end up missing a shot? Like, I, I don't remember what his final stat uh, he went. P. Will went nine for 13 on that four for seven from the three-point line. He's, he's, he's coming up. Don't worry about it. Next season. Next season. So DeMar, DeMar got other guys involved, 
But they were able to just shut down the only like key source of offense without Levine out there. So between Lonzo also being out and those two guys, the Bulls just they had nothing they could rely on to be productive on offense in this game. Yeah, you needed your stars to be your stars, and DeMar DeRozan just couldn't do that versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, th- there's a lot of people that are coming with the the old DeMar DeFrozen adage. The no, old no. he he's I, I'm I'm not coming with that because to me, right, that would say he's missing shots. He went five for ten tonight. He shot fifty percent. That's pretty good. Uh, the problem is the Milwaukee Bucks are an excellent defensive team. Literally, anytime DeMar went to put the ball on the floor, they were in his face. They were ready to play Drew Holiday all over DeMar DeRozan just about for this whole series. Wes Matthews did an excellent job on him as well. And then whenever you go to, you know, you finally get past somebody and you go to pump fake when there's a Giannis Antetokounmpo coming <laughs> over the middle with an outstretched arm, yeah, makes it a little bit tough on you to knock down a shot there. So to me, right, I look at this game and, and I see – like you said, just just struggling production from the Bulls. And, and the biggest takeaway for me, honestly, from this entire game is, is the same thing that's been the biggest takeaway for me, not just in the playoffs, but at the rest a, a, in the second half of the season for the Bulls. Unable to knock down the three ball at a high clip. The the Milwaukee Bucks literally packed the paint and said, shoot them all you want. The Chicago Bulls tonight shot 52 three pointers. Wow. 52 three-pointers. That'd be cool if you hit like 25, 28 of them, right? Like, man, they are on fire. 29%. They made 15 three-pointers the entire night. But here's the problem. That's what they were giving you. There was no other shot. The paint was locked down. The Milwaukee but just like with, with everybody saying Kevin Durant was struggling and this and that, and, we, and like you said, we'll get into that. But I give credit more to Boston's defense, how that get played out. With how the Bucks played, I have to give credit to the defensive scheme they went to. The loss of Chris Middleton for them I thought would be bigger. But, in fact, it worked to the Bulls' disadvantage because when they threw Bobby Portis out there, the Bulls just don't have the size to deal with three big uh, uh, 6'10-plus guys who all can move their feet pretty well. Milwaukee, in general, even not against Chicago, kind of invites corner threes because they want to pack the paint. Oh, yeah. But against a team like the Bulls, who doesn't have the shooting, it's perfect. Like it is a flawless strategy, right? The Bulls yeah. just couldn't couldn't really get it going. Kobe White was like I said, hitting threes early. I mean, and then he finished four for thirteen for deep. You know that shot just escaped him. Like they, if they had one reliable in this, would have changed so much for them, given the way the Bucks play and the way that they ended up getting shots the series. So really unfortunate, personnel wise and injury wise for the Bulls that this series went the way it did. Yeah, Bobby Portis. 17 rebounds. It's ridiculous. I mean, he just scooped all these threes that the Bulls missed ended up right in his arms. He played really well for them coming in. And sort of like the Warriors that we talked about earlier, something that makes me confident in the Bucks at least being able to make some sort of run. And they're, they're fresh off championship, obviously. A lot of people believe in them. But their bench guys are killing it right now, right? Great. Grayson Allen had a fantastic series. I know Bulls fans don't want to hear that, but you know Grayson Allen had a great series. Pat Connaughton had 20 points in this game, hit six threes. Javon Carter's giving them good minutes. Serge Ibaka is giving them at least minutes that allow them to rest Brooke Lopez, yeah. who, who was hurt for much of the season. Like they're getting bench production, right? And the, and the Warriors are too, and that's what makes them so threatening is Giannis added to his game, like you said. That's the biggest thing. But they can rest him for a few minutes and not get killed which is so huge for them as these conference semis come up. 
definitely helps when you're up by 20 going into the half and then you're up by 20 <laughs> at the end of the third. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he, yeah. he played 30 minutes for a reason. Like, I got, <laughs> I did my work early. It's like the guy that, that like, you go to work and it's like, no, nah, I got everything done already. He's like, well, what are you going to do now? I'm going to do absolutely nothing. I'm going to sit over here and I'm going to enjoy the fact that I'm getting paid to do nothing because I got my work done already. That's how Giannis was in this game. And so, uh, but, but to you, to the credit of that bench, and yes, I can't stand Grayson Allen, but that's what make this team can make this team deadly. Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Javon Carter, the production he gives you, just being out there running the offense, not even if he's out there successful, that how deep this team goes, like you said, like the Warriors, is what's going to make them scary. So I'll leave it up to you. Very open-ended. What's next for this Bulls team now? <sighs> um additions and growth just like this season for any Bulls fans listening to Locked On NBA or anybody around the league that just you know was intrigued by the Bulls story I I live call every game I've live called game seasons where we've won 22 games that was three years ago two years ago we won 31 couldn't even get into the bubble or couldn't even get into the play-in we were 11th we were the sixth seed in the NBA this year, and we were the sixth seed because injuries robbed us of what this team could have been coming down the stretch and heading into the playoffs. Growth. That's what this entire season is built off. Next season, continue to grow. And here's the difference. You don't have Gar Foreman. You don't have John Paxson in the building anymore. They are the kings of, hey, yo, same team. Run it back. Let's see if we got – no, that team didn't work. We lost in the playoffs with that team. That team didn't work. AK is not building it that way. The only people on this team from last year that <laughs> that were on the team this year is Zach Levine, Vooch for half a season, Kobe White, and Patrick Williams. He's ab- AK's absolutely going to go in there and add Mark Everly. Mark Eversley has done a great job at identifying talent. The Bulls somehow get the 18th pick in the draft, so you can either move that piece on. Uh, 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 for another player that's already there or stand pat and take a player there. We've seen a lot of these guys come in at 18 and down, still be very productive. We've seen that the Bulls can draft. You've got Ayo Dosumu on this team already. So there's a lot of growth here that can happen from one season to the next. And I implore people to look at what happened with Memphis last season versus where they are this season. That kind of growth is possible just by getting that taste of the playoffs. And Zach Levine has it, knowing that he's now got the knee injury, and he he's uh, 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 essentially, according to Joe Cowley, was 50% at points in this season, not the 70 to 80 that Zach Levine said, but according to sources to him, he was 50% on a good day. Seeing what 50% of Zach Levine can be, I'm really excited to see what 100% healthy Zach Levine can be coming into next season. Like I said earlier, all that and more on Lockdown Bulls coming in the days after their series is over. I agree that their front office spirit, I, Karnasovas, I, I hope I said it right, is is excellent. I think a lot of that Denver contingent is is fantastic. And the Bulls will be in a – they have a lot of tools to make some strong moves this summer if they really want to you know, go for it or, or feel like they can build off of this year. You'll have that all knocked on Bulls. Let's talk about our only set second-round matchup. That's crazy. We're like a week and a half into the playoffs. And only one second-round matchup is set, and that is now Bucks celtics in the East after the Bucks get it done in this game. And that is a crazy good series here in the second round. Before we talk about that, let me tell you guys about the good people over at Rock Auto because there's a ton 
of makes and models of vehicles out there. It's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You got to go in there, deal with the questioning from the guy behind the counter, and he asks about the specs of your vehicle. You never know it. It's always way too specific. So then you got to wait while he orders the part you need because they never have it in the store. And then they'll only pick the brand their warehouse carries. And by the time that happens, you have to come back and get it later. I'm speaking from personal experience. This has happened to me. It's a big pain. Don't do that anymore. You have a computer. You can access rockauto.com at home or right in your pocket on your phone. And you can save time and money by doing so. Why spend more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can get it for less at rockauto.com, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over two decades. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer. They have everything you'll need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whatever you need, they got it. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that you came from us here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Thank you again, as always. For making Locked On NBA your first listen today and every single day, go check out Locked On now for the local angle on all these games, including from Pat on the Bulls, Kane Pittman on the Bucks, our Warriors guys from Locked On Warriors, Adam Mares and and uh, Matt Moore from Locked On Nuggets. A great crew to catch up on the NBA action from last night. I am psyched for Bucks Celtics because we just saw the Celtics, whose defense went from eh to the best in the league over the second half of the season. Make Kevin Durant's life as hard as it's been in the playoffs for a long time. And I am very curious to see how they will try to do the same thing to Giannis Antetokounmpo. How do you feel like that will go? Um, I'll, I'll tell you this, right? Like, how they were playing Kevin Durant. First off, credit to the Boston Celtics on the defense that they played in that series. How they were playing Kevin Durant was perfect. I mean, and listen, the officiating that goes along with that uh, 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 plays a big part in it, right? Because they were really getting a lot of body contact. Jason Tatum really bumping into him. Jalen Brown, cut every time he came off a screen, kind of beating up on Durant. By the time he gets anywhere near a three-point line, here comes Daniel Tice closing out on that. They they essentially spent this entire series taking mid-range, long two-pointers, not even getting shots at the bucket, not getting shots at the three-point line. And it was surprising to see because it was Durant and Kyrie. That don't work with Giannis. <laughs> right. You can you can run him off the three-point line. You can try and get physical with Giannis. You can bump him as much as you want to, want to bump him. That's not going to work. So I think the Celtics are going to take a completely different game plan in this. I think their game plan in this is really going to be, listen, we're not going to be able to play that bully ball style with Giannis. Let's let's figure out how to slow down Drew Holiday. Let's figure out how to slow down Brooke Lopez. Let's figure out how to stop Bobby Portis from getting 14 and 17 in a game. By the way, who was that? Kevin Garnett that we just played against? What's going on with that? But, like, it, it's legitimately, when you look at it, I think that this Milwaukee's team team's biggest weakness right now is that they lost Chris Middleton for three to four weeks. And he's the piece that makes them have too many pieces for the Celtics to guard. So I think that this, this series could go the Celtics way. I think it's going to be very tough 
a hard fought. I don't think that it's going to be a short series by any means. To me, this is the one that goes seven. This is possibly the Celtics' best chance at making an NBA Finals this season if they knock off Milwaukee here because I don't think any other team in the Eastern Conference is really going to stand a chance versus them. But this is going to be the toughest matchup they're going to have in the entire playoffs because Giannis is that level of dominant. And here's the difference, right? Giannis can absolutely, he's added the jump shot, he's added the Euro, he's added all this stuff to his game, but Patrick Williams took that away from him for a couple of games. You know what he did? He dropped 33, uh, uh, all of it inside five feet. Like, there's, there, who who's slowing Al Horford? Daniel Tice? Like, who's the guy that's really like, hey, Giannis, you, you stop doing what you're doing? So I think the best game plan for the Celtics in this situation is going to be for you to try to figure out how to slow down Drew Holiday, who's really had an up-and-down playoffs to this point. He had a couple of good games versus the Chicago Bulls, but a very up-and-down series. First couple of games didn't shoot well, a lot of turnovers, and you got the defensive player of the year at point guard on your team. It's going to be a tough series, and I, I think that I think this is one we're going to see go seven, and I think that Boston will have the opportunity to knock them off and, and possibly make their finals run. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. And like like shutting down Giannis, here's the thing. Tatum did really well defending KD. And Jalen Brown is a good defender as well. That said, Kevin Durant, for as amazing as he is, is not like so overpowering all the time. Yeah. Like he's not like a strength dude, whereas Giannis is. And so Tatum and Brown, I, they'll deter him. They're good defenders. They're smart. They understand angles. Like they're not going to be useless. But I think the best – Guy to guard Giannis might be smart, even though he's way shorter. Like he's got the stockiness and uh, to to kind of make that uncomfortable for him, even though Giannis could just shoot over him at times. That yeah. said, they put smart on Giannis, and then that that you're back to the Drew problem you just talked about, where Drew's got the speed advantage over all the rest yeah. of their defenders. So I think those cross matches are going to be fascinating. How the Celtics decide to to guard, especially those two guys with Middleton out. Who knows when he will return, but it, probably not at the beginning of the series, right? He's out like a week longer probably. So how they decide to cross-match those two guys will be fascinating. But on the flip side of that, I don't know how the Bucks can contain Tatum and Brown, especially with Al Horford having a fantastic role on that Boston offense exactly. all of a sudden. And they're getting good bench production because Grant Williams is hitting threes and Peyton Pritchard looks like a playoff dude. Somehow, it <laughs> doesn't make sense. So... They'll they'll find a way to score, I think, no matter what. And so, you know, you just watched it. Like Giannis rarely like face guards the best player on the other team. Like they like the free safety role for him. So they would probably not like to put him on Tatum, but they might have to if Middleton doesn't play. I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know who else they could put on Tatum. I mean, maybe Bobby Portis, but I wouldn't do that. That doesn't seem like a good idea to me. West Matthews can hound him for a while, I guess. But I think Tatum would would cook him after a while. So yeah. Both I, and, and it's probably going to be West, too. It's probably like the, yeah. you had West guarding DeMar, essentially. Yeah, I think it'll be West as well. So the cross matches on both ends as both teams try to, to, to get their guys the most favorable matchup possible will be really, really interesting in the series. And which I think it could be like it, whichever team has the best game plan in game one might end up winning the series just because the other team will have to be reacting and changing their game plan. Yeah. So having that, that strong first step in a series like this where there will be a lot of little tiny chess matches and changes up the series will be really important. And I agree with you that this looks exactly like the series, the type of series that would go seven games. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean, know yeah. who I'd pick though. I don't know who I'd pick. I, 
you know, it, it's tough for me to pick against the defending NBA champion because they've got that pedigree. But I just feel like, are you the defending NBA champion without Chris Middleton there? Not right. to say that right. I, I'm 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 that guy that I'm like, I'd have never paid Chris Middleton that kind of money because Chris Middleton will give you 40 and then the next game he'll give you four. But the threat of 40 means I have to guard you. The threat of 40 means I have to focus in on you, means I have to I have to try and make sure at a minimum that I'm containing you, whether you're having a good game or, or not without him there. I mean, listen, Grayson Allen is the one that stepped up and, and made the big scoring versus us. Um, Pat Connaughton in this game had the huge game versus us. I don't see Grayson Allen being the factor versus the number one defense in the NBA. You might be able to get that against the hobbled Zach Levine against a, a a injury-riddled Chicago Bulls team, the Boston Celtics were the best defense in the NBA in the second half of that season. I don't see Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton being as – maybe Connaughton just because of the catch-and-shoot ability, but I feel like 27 – like he said, his career playoff high against us. 27 is going to be tough for Grayson Allen, and that's the kind of contribution he's going to have to give for the Bucks to pull out this series, essentially. I agree. Uh, I think one prediction I'm going to have for this series is a lot of zone from the Celtics. They love to mix in these random, not gimmicky, but just different coverages. Yep. And against a team like the Bucks, they got good shooters, yeah. But, I mean, I think <laughs> I think every team in the NBA would rather have Grayson Allen or Pat Connaughton shoot to end a possession than Giannis, right? So, yep. there you go. They'll go zone. And that might, you know, if Giannis can kill those zones, especially with the shooters out of the game, that that might have a huge impact on the series as well. And I think Jalen Brown is going to be maybe not the X factor. You know, we all know that the stars matter the most in the playoffs. But if Jalen is a 25-a-game guy this series, I think the Celtics will win. You know, if they just have – then they'll have a two-headed horse. And without Middleton, I don't think the Celtics can have that – or excuse me, the, the Bucks can have that level of monstrosity on offense that the Celtics can. So – uh, I would fully healthy. Both teams pick the Bucks in the series, but I think no. I don't know how long Middleton will be out for because game one is Sunday. It's coming up really soon, so I don't think he'll be back for that. I think I would have to take the Celtics just because of that injury, which is a huge bummer. But yeah, uh, you'll get no sympathy from any other team in the playoffs because of injuries at this stage. Listen, if if we had beat you, you wouldn't have got no sympathy from me. But then you <laughs> you dominated us the entire time, so it is what it is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Any other thoughts on this year? I am really excited. I mean, this this could like theoretically be a finals level matchup. Like that, that's how good these teams are. I feel like it is. I feel like this is a this is the toughest competition that the Boston Celtics probably face, or the Milwaukee Bucks probably face. I mean, maybe maybe Miami, but other than that, if Philly ends up moving on, I think. Both of these teams would watch the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't even think that would be a competitive series. Um, I think Miami might get to six versus both of these teams. Like, I feel like this is your NBA championship level. This is your Eastern Conference final matchup that you wanted. You're just getting it in the second round. I agree with all that, and I'm really looking forward to this series. <laughs> I think it might be my favorite series of the playoffs. Suns Warriors will be up there if it happens. Uh, and whatever the finals will be, will obviously be up there. But this has a chance to be my favorite series of the playoffs. Pat, this was a good show. Where do people follow you and all of your incredible Follow me work? on everything, man. At 
Follow me on everything at Pat the Designer at P A T T H E D E S I G N E R. Yes, I did go to public school, but they taught me how to spell. And uh, you can follow me. Uh, you can follow the, the show on everything also at Locked On Bulls. Free and available on all platforms, like every Locked On podcast, including this one. Tell your friends. Check out Locked On NBA, Locked On Bulls, Locked On Pacers. You can find me babbling about Indiana's basketball teams at T East NBA. Yelling about the Indiana Fever as well. So WNBA gets started in very due time if you're interested in that sort of stuff. Thank you all for listening today. Tomorrow, of course, the lovely Friday folks coming in. Wes Goldberg, Adam Mares will get you caught up on all the action around the league. Till then, have a good one.